A warm welcome to Voices from Heriot Country. I'm Helen Levy. And I'm Simon Collins. Today we're talking to the child actor. Oh, no, no, no. Do I, what do I Sorry, James is first. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at me and went like that. I Sorry, I'm officially looking at him. Again, and over to James. Welcome to the Old Horn Inn in Spennythorne, Yorkshire. Welcome to Yorkshire, of course, uh, with my newfound friends having a pint in the lovely sunshine uh, on a lovely July's evening. But we're here for one special reason, and here's the clue. Ready, guys? <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Another pint, landlord. Cheers. Cheers. That's got to be a one take, hasn't it? That's got to be one take. James Mason is the affable Yorkshire-born boss of tourism organisation Welcome to Yorkshire. His dream job, which he started just before a certain virus hit Britain, is to promote his county's landscapes and cities, its history and culture, its food and drink. <laughs> On a golden summer's evening in the Yorkshire Dales, James had barely had chance to touch his pint before we asked him to lead a few locals in the pub garden, singing the theme tune to the BBC's 70s and 80s TV series All Creatures Great and Small. The popular programme was based on the Harriet books. More in a bit on why the tune is relevant to James. An hour or so earlier, and a five minute walk away down a leafy country lane, we'd met up with James on a peaceful, almost painfully picturesque cricket ground. But before he got there, Simon and I had been waiting for another guest to arrive. I can play rounders. <laughs> You can't bowl me while you're holding that, can you? Try. Yeah. Right, hold on. Let's see yeah. if I can really yeah. whack it. Go on. Hello, are you George? That's right. Hello, nice to meet you. You're Helen. I'm Helen, and this is my colleague did you Simon. Try, did you ring me at all? I just rang you. Our other gentleman is running late, so I thought ah, I don't want to make you hang around. Your wife said you were on your way. Sorry, we can't times. shake hands. Not allowed that. <laughs> no. Have you got a Scottish accent? I didn't detect oh, that on the phone yesterday. No, no? Well, I'm going home now. <laughs> okay, <off> to <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> Where are you originally from then? Wensleydale. Oh, are you? Oh, my wife's from Scotland. Uh, maybe that's partly in my ear and I just heard a couple of words. That would be it. Oh, yeah. come on now. I think I'll just go home. That's it. I'm insulted. <laughs> well, good to meet you. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Luckily, Yorkshireman George Tunstall, definitely not a Scotsman, although he did live in Scotland for years, decided to stick around for a chat. He lives near the cricket ground and has for a long time been a member of the club. George is in his twilight years now. When we met in July with lockdown easing, his beard was not only snowy white, it was also rather long. He's old enough to remember the first James Harriet book coming out in 1970, but we wanted to talk to him because in 1989 he was an extra in All Creatures Great and Small. Included in the episode was a cricket storyline which was partly filmed at George's cricket ground. They asked if uh, a couple of people would come and help out with various things. They wanted a couple of people to be umpires and to mark the pitch, which we, we marked out with a um, wheeled marker as you used to have then. So we uh, took quite a bit of time making the ground look good. And then they, we found out they would have to fit us up every day with a 
right gear. I've had my braces on and such like, but I wear them every day anyway. <laughs> George told us about the feasts provided for the All Creatures Great and Small cast and crew, the liquid lunches preferred by some in the old Horn Inn down the lane, and the famous actor Robert Hardy, who played Vet Siegfried Farnan, delaying filming one day as he was so hot. He sat in the shade under a tree for hours, no doubt admiring the view as he did so. What do you think of this area? What do I think of it? <laughs> Whichever direction, it's beautiful, it's interesting, and you wouldn't want to change it. It's grand. There aren't many uh, original people here. You know, there's not many who were here when we came. They're mainly off Cumdens now, as I say. Off? Off Cumdens. That means folk that come from off. <laughs> Which means they don't live here. <laughs> I think James has just turned up. You slide it. Slide it? Yeah. That's it, well done. Took a bit of finding, but wow. This is Simon. This is George. You would have been here, wouldn't you? I remember I have been here all the time since then. <laughs> And this is great, so this was... James and George immediately began discussing the former cricket pavilion, the one that used to be on the pitch. They both remembered it. Well, well, what they did was, it was fairly dilapidated. You know, the joiners and painters and that, they, uh, they made it look even older than it was then. Because it was meant to be. James also seemed to recognise George, the reason being, drum roll please. As a child, James was in the same episode of All Creatures Great and Small. In Big Fish, Little Fish, he played Colin Appleby, a farmer's son, who was worried about his goldfish. James spent weeks filming on location in Yorkshire, as well as in a TV studio. I'd be lying if I said I remember everyone, yeah. but your face actually is very familiar. Have you always had the beard as well? I've always had a beard, but uh, I haven't had a haircut since March, for obvious reasons. <laughs> but I'm booked next week, I think, but I'll, I'm keeping it. And have you watched it back? Because you would have been one of the people milling around, wouldn't you? I was an umpire. Ah, in that kit, there, there you go then. Yeah, very familiar face. And I can't remember whether I had a white flat cap or whether I had a, a straw hat. I just can't remember now. It's a while ago, isn't it? Oh, aye. Lifetime ago. It was 1989 when the episode was broadcast across the country. In the decades since, George retired and became a grandfather, while James dropped out of acting and grew up, married and had children. But his childhood claim to fame was all flooding back to him, including the embarrassing bits. Looked quite young at the time, right. uh, with my straight basin haircut. <laughs> did they cut that special, or did you have that already? No, 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 uh, they cut it. One of the funny stories at the time, they said, I had to grow my hair all through the winter when I got the part. They said, oh, we'll cut your hair. And I remember my mum saying, oh, it was beautifully straight. I didn't like it, but, you know, because <laughs> it wasn't in fashion at the time. How does it feel being back then, James? It's quite emotional, really. As I was driving here, I was thinking, I've not been here since uh, the, all the filming finished, and this was the last day, actually. And I remember as a young boy, oh, I was crying my eyes out. You know, because you'd got to know this family of people over the summer, and to spend so much time with these people, it, you know, for me, it was so exciting. But actually, I remember that tree, I remember this pavilion, I remember the, the tiny little uh, narrow road there. And this is why, you know, these locations were chosen, because we could be in the... 40s or 50s or 60s couldn't we you know it hasn't changed in fact if you look around there's no telephone wires and I remember that was the big part of it you know they had to try and find locations that were identical and that were untouched so there's no telephone masts there's no obvious yeah. modern buildings 
you know, it's timeless really, isn't it? The, the church up on the hill there, nothing's really changed yeah. at all. It's, it's quite emotional. It's Happy memories. No traffic, that's it, yeah. No aeroplanes, that was a big thing. Uh, but that was the only thing that stopped shooting, wasn't it? Because there was a plane that came over. But the story, if I remember rightly, was the local celebrity anyways, the vet, everyone knew Mr Farnan. And so he comes out to bat and they used a young Freddie Truman lookalike. Now, I'm not a cricket connoisseur and you might not be either. So to fill you in, the real Freddie Truman was a famous bowler who played for Yorkshire County Cricket Club and for England. And another bit of cricket knowledge you'll need to know. A six is when a batsman hits the ball over the boundary, thereby scoring six runs. Back to James, whose acting role involved many scenes with Robert Hardy as vet Siegfried Farnham. Young Colin had been helping Siegfried on his rounds before watching him play at a charity cricket match. Before Freddie Truman bowls him out, the vet does well. Siegfried Farnham hits it for six, and of course I was in awe of uh, Siegfried Farnham. I wanted to be a vet, uh, of course, as Colin Appleby in it. But yeah. afterwards, <laughs> I wanted to be a cricketer, which is probably true to life for me. Yeah. Are you a big cricket fan then, are you? Oh, a huge cricket fan. Every Yorkshire person is a fan of cricket, I think. Yeah, yeah I loved playing it. And I've just seen that red corky ball there. I was just yeah. so enamoured by it all. It's just such a, a romantic game, isn't it, in so many ways. Well, we could bowl you. Well, we could try and bowl you a couple if you want. I, I can't guarantee I'll hit it, but you can bowl them. I can, I can give it a go. What's your favourite memory of Robert Hardy during filming? I suppose just his whole manner, his whole demeanour. You know, he was he was you know a classically trained actor who you know had been acting for years as a, a Shakespearean actor. And if to live, the fewer men, the greater share of honour. God's will, I pray thee, wish not one man more. I remember the makeup things that vividly. You know, men wearing makeup because of course they needed makeup, yeah. and he always looked cheery, so they gave him a nice bronzed face because of course he was outside a lot and then his little red cheeks I remember it vividly watching it back thinking wow that's how TV works oh, you know I wasn't an actor I was someone who just got lucky with a part playing me and hamming it up a little bit but Robert became again a friend for a couple of weeks and because we were in the car together traveling because often they'd be filming a scene of you coming down a country lane so it'd be just me and Robert in the car and so the director would say just chat just chat amongst yourselves just chat and so he would ask me, so he wouldn't call me Colin in this because it was a long shot, James, so what, what are you doing at school and what do you like? And I asked him back, well, what do you do? And so I, I got to know him and he was an archer. So he, he became, I think, a, a fellow of archery, but longbow archery. And I was fascinated by that, the fact that, you know, there was a, another side to this actor. I've got a script at my mum's house that's signed by them all. And he said, dear Colin, you know, good luck for whatever you do in the future. Um, and obviously you don't bump into these people again so when I found out he died it's quite sad uh, but he was a lovely man very very uh, you know just very open with everyone he'd speak to everyone wouldn't he, if you remember James stumbled into the acting world while quietly minding his own business reading his Beano magazine he was waiting for his two sisters to finish their dancing class in Bradford where the Mason family lived one week a casting director came in and said oh we're looking for boys between the age of eight and ten to be in an advert and Emily and Amy went oh our James will do it he'll do it and I, went, I will not I'm not doing it I'm not for me I'm not an actor and the casting director thought ah I think we'll unpick this one there's you can earn a hundred pound and I thought right well that'd buy a lot because I'd been looking at a snooker table and I remember that was 80 pound and I thought oh that's good if I can get this so I went for the audition in the centre of Leeds and it was for a beef burger advert and I had to play a young boy 
uh, in a Chicago Bears uh, American football top. And I just thought this is this just the easiest thing I've ever been asked to do. Yeah. You know, you've just got to be an eight-year-old lad playing the fool. Perfect. Yeah. At that time, they wanted you know young boys with accents and really straight hair. And I went on to do honestly a series of films, lots of other TV work. Um, and then the big call came after about a year. Ooh, all creatures great and smaller, casting for someone who fits your profile. At this point, I had an agent. <laughs> Went for the audition. So uh, read these lines, and I read them, and they said, "Do you know how to do a you know really broad Yorkshire accent?" And I went, "Well, I thought I had one. <laughs> Clearly not broad enough, but obviously I'm from West Yorkshire, and we're in North Yorkshire. So before you know it." Hey, Mr. Farnan, and you know, you're really exaggerating it. Shall we have a little look at the script? Yeah, why not? Yeah. How um, did you get the scripts and How does that work? Oh, no, I just typed them up. Oh, did you? I watched you several times, <laughs> rewound <laughs> back again, and then I typed It's, it's horrible I typed to watch for me. Scenes. It's really. It? Well, it's not horrible. It's just a bit, you know, no one likes seeing themselves on no. camera, even when they used to how they look and sound. But it's going back, you know, 30 odd years, it's, it's weird. We've got a bit of dialogue between Colin, the little boy, and Siegfried Farnan. Now, obviously, we haven't got Siegfried Farnan and Robert Hardy here, but no matter if it goes horribly wrong, well, it's worth it. So there's one for you. It were a great six, Mr Farnan, yeah, I remember this. Does it come flooding back? Yeah, it really does. It does. So going back to the point about um, so, you know, uh, having a Yorkshire so, yeah. accent. James so it says here, it, says it were a great six, yeah. Mr Farnan. Right. But I remember reading that thinking, well, that's not correct English. It should say it was a great six. And then, of course, losing letters. So we're off home now. You know, no H. Yeah, wow. It was smashing. Oh, this is great. Charity cricket match, take one. Ah, so we're on the back page, are we? Take two. <laughs> it were a great six, Mr Farnan. That was a damn fine catch. Just as I was settling in. We're off home now, Mr Farnan. Are you, Colin? Thank you for all your help. I'd never have got through all my rounds without you. It was smashing. I can't remember the last time I had such a great day. Good. You can always come with me again. I know what I want to be now. It's a long, long road, Colin. You'll have to concentrate on really good exam results. I'll not need exams. Colin, my dear man, to be a veterinary surgeon... I, I, I don't want to be a veterinary surgeon. I want to be a cricketer like Freddie Truman. Play for Yorkshire and England. Well, if you think of that six, it may well be I took the wrong turn myself. Cue music. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've found a new career for you. That was excellent, wasn't it? Thanks to James and to George, and thanks to you for listening. Thanks also to the pub singers and to Ishbel Hurd, who composed and performed our music. Please remember to like and subscribe, and do let us know what you think on Facebook or Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time. <laughs>